forward on this company. Okay, perfect. So first of all, uh, well, this is the title of the book, Fear Enough. And at some point I would love your feedback about it because uh, I heard that it can be interpreted in multiple ways. So for some people it's like enough fear uh, for others is uh, 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 like fear enough, like have a lot of fear, right? Like that's a good practice. And uh, basically both parts for me are super interesting. And basically that's how we selected the name. But uh, uh, the, the real thing is that I, I would like to share in the book a process of how to deconstruct fear. So how you identify what fear is, which kind of fear patterns do you have? And uh, uh, being able to uh, unbuild uh, a fortress of patterns of fear that you probably uh, built uh, in the past years. Um, I wanted to be 100% thankful because these pre-orders mean a world to me. Believe me, it's really important. It makes me accountable. Uh, it also helps me uh, to not procrastinate and to, to, to finish with the product. I tried making the book twice already. I have two different versions of the same book stored somewhere there. And uh, for some reason, probably fear, I never managed uh, 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 to publish it, right? So, uh, the topic has never been collecting dust for me because that's a constant uh, uh, challenge I, I, I have. And, uh, and it looks like I became kind of an expert or specialized in the topic of fear since a few years ago. Those years are almost 10, actually. And uh, I can tell you how it started. Uh, and you probably know uh, the guys from Samantha and Andras there. Uh, he was having a presentation in, uh, in Maribor in one big conference. And he challenged the organizers of the event by questioning them if, uh, if they do not learn from their failures. And that really struck me. Uh, I'm Peruvian and uh, a lot of South Americans like myself, we live with this inferiority uh, complex. And the first thing that I, I, I got from Andras' question was, if we don't learn, I mean, if we are not learning from our failures, so why aren't we learning from our failures? South America failed a million times every week and we still fail at the same kind of situation. So what is wrong here? Can't we learn from our failures? Of course, if you go on Twitter or anywhere else, you're going to find a lot of people telling you that you can learn from, uh, uh, from your failures. But then, Going deeper into the question, I found the reason why we can't learn from our failures uh, just like that. So of course, 
we can learn from some of our failures, right? So if you are uh, uh, driving your car and you crash, you probably are not going to make the same mistake the next time, right? Uh, uh, and there, there are also uh, examples like learning to walk. You never, you never manage to learn to walk if you are not falling. Uh, but those are really incomplete examples, and, and and those do not explain why do we keep screwing it up, right? Uh, uh, in so many different ways. Uh, so I uh, started a, 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 an event called Fear and Fail. This uh, event was pretty successful. We uh, it it happened in five different countries. I I prepared or trained uh, more than sixty speakers, and uh, it was fascinating to see how they shared their stories, and after sharing their stories, they changed their lives, and some of them in incredible ways. Uh, so I found out that there is a relationship between fear and failure. So. Uh, and I also found that the reason why we cannot learn from uh, our failures is because those fears are hidden in our personality. Okay, so that's pretty crazy because that means that if you remove that fear from yourself, you are actually not you anymore okay so and and that's a, a very big reason for resistance to remove your fear so we don't want to remove our fears we think everything is all right like we are right therefore we do our stuff and then we get stuck when we get stuck we make the question what the hell is going on this is already repeating too many times but i cannot see what can i do better so but then you get a friend that comes back and tells you, uh, hey, Jose, but you're repeating the same way of acting. You're repeating the same methodology. So why? Why don't you change it? And then you figure, oh, of course, there's something there. So that's how it began. That's basically what uh, 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 the, the, let's say, discovery between big brackets. And uh, and that's why I think that it's so important to share the findings of those events and uh, all these 10 years of talking about uh, fear. Because if we uh, understand what fear makes, we might be able to see those patterns, to break those fears, and basically to become a better version of uh, ourselves in terms of entrepreneurship, in terms of uh, 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 being a father, a husband, uh, a couple, whatever, a, a brother, a sister, it doesn't matter, right? Uh, so basically, the book is about personal development, uh, what is traditionally known as uh, personal development, but I just can't make the difference between personal development and entrepreneurship right so you know in the in the old books uh, of uh like for example franklin covey about leadership they were uh idealizing that image of the the leader 
And everybody was like, yeah, but I want to be a leader. Is a leader born or is made? And the uh, Franklin Covey was telling, it doesn't really matter. That's not the question. The question is that the leader emerges in the moment when she or he is needed. So leadership is not a position in the job, in your job or in your office. Leadership is an attitude that responds to a situation, right? So, and that's why in those books they were telling that the leaders uh, uh, can be the janitor of the of the company or can be the general manager. So basically, those books were suggesting that uh, there's no real relationship between the manager of the company and the leader. But obviously, the industry understood as we want to hire managers that also are leaders. So then they brought this humongous responsibility to the managers uh, by telling them, you have to be a manager, but at the same time, you have to be a leader. And these two functions in most cases are kind of incompatible, right? When you have to fire people, you're not very leader. Uh, you're using your authority to do something that is good for, for, for the company but not necessarily good for the people. Uh, uh, so, uh, I, and I think that the word entrepreneurship got into a similar situation. So I think of entrepreneurship in a very different way. Uh, to me, an entrepreneur is a person that wants to be, that wants to explore who she or he is. Right, and uh, it has. Uh, he has a, a drive. She has a drive to do whatever it takes, you know, uh, uh, to discover something new. Uh, the, exa uh, the example that I always give is uh, the books from Jules Verne. The translations in uh, Spanish. They were talking about the entrepreneurs, but what he was referring to were the adventurers. And those adventurers were uh, trapped in a crazy situation, huge storm, or I don't know, some of these crazy, amazing adventures. And they saw no other alternative than to react to the environment and to do something proactive, right? So I think that those are the entrepreneurs. But of course, if I talk about entrepreneurship in those terms, I'm going to receive a couple of punches because uh, the, the majority of the people understand inter entrepreneurship as a business practice, as a methodology of how do you scale up your business, et cetera, et cetera. So it, it gets a, a similar confusion than the word leader and the word uh, uh, entrepreneurship, right? In this case. Uh, so with this book, I want to talk about the entrepreneur as a human being that is trying to achieve the best version of herself. And, uh, and to do that, I'm going to try to question your, uh, the concepts that you have, the ideas that you already have about fear, about failure, about entrepreneurship. So basically in, in, in this book, uh, I'm asking for your patience because you will find that you disagree 
with some of the terminology that I use and some of the uh, uh, concepts that I use. Uh, but that's part of the intention. Uh, and to be honest, that's that's the way I've been <laughs> forever, uh, being kind of a challenge to to uh, to everybody else, especially my wife. Uh, so, so if you think about it, if you manage to come up with an idea of what fear means to you, what is the relationship of your fear and your failures, and then you transform these learnings into your business practice, your professional practice, right? You change your life. And if you change your life, it's very possible that you're going to be influencing other people to follow the example. And then you really become uh, a leader, right? Someone that inspires others uh, to move forward. And you will learn also how to trust in the process of life. So why the bad things happen, et cetera, et cetera. So now I have a question for you and, and whoever that wants to answer it, just uh, 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 volunteer, okay? So why is the topic of fear important to you? Can I volunteer? Uh, to me, it's an important topic because I identify this is one of the things that kind of holds me back in personal development. I used to be very fearful of social interactions where I was worried that they wouldn't go my way. So I was like scared to talking to people and it's really hard, it really makes you like as an entrepreneur, I feel like you need to be pretty good in terms of social skills, you need to sell, you need to be... Uh, easy to approach. And that was something that I struggled with for a long time and I'm still not great at. And I feel like I would have been much better if I wasn't being held back by, by fear of something happening that I uh, don't want to, to happen, basically. Super, thank you. Someone else? <clears throat> for me, hi. I'm volunteering as well. Uh, for me, why why the fear? Uh, probably for the same as Andrash, it uh, it pauses me, and um, I don't move forward. And for me, I was always expecting uh, someone else to come and fix it for me. Probably something to do with with the upbringing with the upbringing, um, and uh, and for me, it's a great pain that. I will do a mistake. So if someone else does a mistake and I'm the, a part of it, I can take it much easier than if I'm the one who is uh, who is in charge and make a mistake, then it paralyzes me and I won't do it anything and, and no action is for me. That, that fear paralyzes me. Super, thank you so much. What about you, Domen? Why is it important? Uh, well, I hate limitations, any kind, internal and external. It's like a, I feel constrained, and the fear for me is a internal constraint that uh, if I cannot face it or resolve it, then I, then I am constrained in my box here in, in my mind and. Uh, because I hate constraints or limitations in this way, 
and want to uh, be rid of them, uh, I guess that's why it's important to understand fear and to then be able to solve solve it basically step by step and one fear at a time and uh, be progressively more free because uh, fear is both a uh, liberator and uh, the inhibitor at the same time it's a has a double role has it's here to both teach us and also to <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's an interesting thing uh, from a conceptual standpoint so yeah one word is hating limitations and wanting to be free of them to live a life where you know like as if i'm reading a book of someone else uh and then they're doing all kinds of different interesting adventurous things and i'm not i that's just it's an it's just an impossibility why am i not doing these things smaller greater whatever so it's one of the most important topics to me uh, thank you so much um so as as you were saying right it limits your experience it limits your your action and uh and i believe that in a in a global sense you can explain almost everything by fear right so when we see how the politics goes how the wars are 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 uh, being sold as good or bad in both directions uh, and when we see the tactics of the uh, the powerful groups uh to to achieve their agendas they normally use fear to move forward right um we do the same huh? i mean so it's not only the powerful it's all of us i mean we we do it in our micro scale that uh, we manipulate people using uh, uh, uh fear techniques right so to a little children to little children we can say if you don't make your homework you don't get the chocolate and uh, uh very little stuff that actually are fear tactics and uh and condition our way of thinking so that we believe then that if we don't do this something negative is going to happen and uh, we can't uh, uh, escape from it because it's the way our brain got wired right but something that i i learned in these uh, 10 years is that uh, fear is very much like uh, being in a dark room okay so you have a big dark room that you never saw in your in your life so you just wake up and you don't know where you are and it's dark so if you imagine that situation uh and i make you a question how much light do you need to illuminate the, the room uh, you will probably agree that the minimum amount of life of light is enough Right? So if you have a candle, that's good enough because that little candle is going to illuminate your next few steps and you can map the entire room uh, 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 and know how it is, right? So I think that that's the way that we work with fear. Uh, 
give me a second that Bernie is joining. So basically that small amount of light is the light of awareness and our awareness is limited. Hi, Bernie. Hola, lo siento. Don't worry. Uh, so basically that small amount of awareness illuminates enough of that fear pattern so that the next time that you engage in a behavior that uh, responds to that pattern, right? You cannot unsee it. You remember. You remember, oh my God, that's that's the freaking fear we were talking about. And the next time happens the same. And the next time happens the same. So it's like walking in the dark room with your little candle, illuminating little by little the whole environment. And at some point, you already know it. And that means that you understand when that pattern came to be, right? And uh, and suddenly you are not victim of that fear anymore. So uh, uh, that doesn't mean that you became the Buddha, right? Because I'm, I, I can assure you that as soon as you uh, uh, get free of one of these uh, patterns, you're going to find others, okay? But that's exactly the process, right? So it is, it is, it is a lifetime process where you start finding out little by little uh, more about uh, who you are. But as I said at the beginning, when you, when you remove that pattern from your personality, you become another person. You become less of the person you think you are today, right? I, let me give you an example, okay? So you might think that uh, you're a perfectionist, for example, okay? That's an example that I love because I see so many people telling, feeling proud of being a perfectionist. But then when I tell them, hey, but do you know that uh, 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 perfectionism comes from an insecurity, comes from believing that you are not good enough, therefore your activities or the result of your work needs to be perfect so that you are associated with the perfection of, uh, 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 of your outcomes of whatever that you do. Oh my God, then these persons look at me like, bastard, get out of here. And because they, they really can recognize that there's at least something true in what I said. So there is a recognition of a pattern, right? And then they don't want to listen because then who am I if I'm not a perfectionist? What, am I a mediocre? Right? So uh, uh, the reason why a lot of us reject the concept of fear and do not want to listen to it is precisely because we intuit that by releasing or, or, or transcending or transforming our fears, we become someone else. Uh, and that might be true, right? The importance of the process, in my opinion, is that if all of us, we start deconstructing those patterns of fear, becoming freer persons, uh, we have an immediate effect in the communities where we interact and 
For instance, we affect the systems where uh, uh, that basically operate those those communities, right? It it is not the objective. So I'm not saying you finish reading the book and you will become the hero of your communities and you will transform them into free uh, uh, environments. But what I believe is that what uh, the rest of the people will perceive from you is kind of a sense of authenticity because they see your vulnerability, they see how you grow and, uh, uh, and they like that idea. All of us like authentic people, we all reject uh, when a seller calls you on the phone uh, uh, trying to sell you a bank insurance, right? So why? Because those persons are not being authentic. They're inauthentically trying to convince you of something, right? So uh, we all have an incredible bullshit detector. And when a person is behaving authentically, we really like that. And, and, and we tend to follow those persons. So uh, Bernie, may I make you a question? Usually I charge for this, but I can on this occasion. <laughs> yeah. So what do you experience if you wake up and feel no fear? Oh. For that question, I can charge you now. <laughs> so you just imagine, right? So you wake up and you have no fear. What do you do? It's... um. So it depends what by some mornings I wake up and exactly like recording a podcast, you know, it's like, oh my goodness, you know, I can't do this. I'm scared. I'm going to run away. And other days I wake up and I'm like so pumped that I'm motivated. And that's the feeling. I'm like motivated, inspired, I feel free. And, and it might be exactly the same type of person I'm podcasting with, but it's like a state of mind. And who knows why? Some days exactly the same activity is uh, um, fearful, and some days it's not. But um, it's it is so. So if I wake up and I don't feel fear, it is freedom, motivation, and inspiration. That's my answer. Super, that's a fantastic answer. So basically, when we, if we imagine not being afraid, waking up and not being afraid of anything, we we would say. Uh, uh, I, I would do whatever I want, right? W whatever I like doing. And as you said, Bernie, when you do what you love, actually you feel energized, energized and you feel motivated and, and inspired, right? Uh, uh, that's this sense of flow uh, that many people talk about. Uh, and that's why I wrote this. Fear is the key to experience freedom. So basically, when, when we talk about freedom, we are not talking superficially about doing whatever I want. Because as Dolman said before, he wants to do whatever he wants, but his fears are not letting him. Right? And, and it's, it's not that, that in all the cases, those fears are um, apparent or obvious. 
It's just that one doesn't know why I cannot do the thing that I want to do. Like 10 years that I'm trying to do this and I cannot do it and I don't know why, right? So uh, to me, freedom is freedom from fear, from the fear patterns. And stuckness is precisely the opposite, is being surrounded by fear patterns that doesn't let me grow anymore, doesn't let me move anymore. And I find myself kind of trapped, right? So great. So I think that at least with this brief conversation so far, we understand the, the premise of the book, right? So what I want to talk about. Uh, and now I would like to uh, uh, share with you a bit more of how I plan, so how the book is actually right now written, okay? So I tell stories, so things that happened to me or things that I heard uh, or that I read, and I identify in them uh, those the topic of fear, failure, uh, uh, and then I connect those stories with some concepts, okay? Like, for example, the concept of entrepreneurship or the concept of uh, uh, fear itself or failure, uh, etc. And those concepts are words that are important for anyone reading the book to understand what's coming next, okay? So uh, those concepts, you don't have to agree with them, but you have to pay attention to them, let's say, so that you compare your own uh, 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 definitions, the definitions that I share, so that you come up with your own conclusions. So you go through a process of reflection. And then the book continues and trying to uh, support you in a process of recognition of patterns. So that you start finding out what are those patterns in your personality that you think are part of you. I mean, even positive parts of you, right? Uh, that are actually the ones that are limiting you. So once you recognize those patterns, it's like when you light the candle in the dark room, so then you can continue walking and, and discovering more and more about, uh, uh, about the fear. And well, the book in every single chapter presents you uh, questions and uh, calls to action that you're free to follow or not, but you're strongly encouraged to do so. So that actually you engage in a process of change, right? Uh, now, the the idea of the book, uh, and, and that's the idea that, that uh, we built with Yernay, uh, basically, uh, doesn't want to stay in a in a in a flat and plain book. We, we want to create kind of a community around it, so that we can continue. First of all, I can continue improving this work, uh, but the the participants, the 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 persons that bought the book, the persons that belong to the community, can start interacting and sharing their questions, their ideas, their critics or criticisms, uh, uh, etc. so that I can continue uh, uh, working on it. Because I found that there is not really a lot of agreement in the world, even in academia. Uh, I, I read a few books 
from uh, psychology and I read some books from uh, uh, neuroscience and none of them really agree. So I think that, that it would be super amazing if we get empirical information and real life uh, uh, experiences from, uh, from you and whoever else that participates in the community so that we can expand this book and therefore come up with multiple versions of it that will be available to all of you. Um, so I talked a lot already and I would love to know if you have some questions, some expectations, what would you like the book to, to cover, what you wouldn't like to see, uh, etc. So that in this final phase where we are uh, uh, editing, removing things, adding few details, uh, uh, I could uh, respond to those uh, requirements. Please feel free to um, volunteer. I wanted to ask a question about kind of the structure. Uh, I really like, I read a lot of different like kind of self-help books uh, for personal development and some books are really great, but then like the idea is great, but when you kind of get to the end of the book, there is no like specific like process or steps outlined for you to take to actually put it into life. So it's kind of very inspirational, but it takes a lot of work to kind of figure out how to actually do it. And I had trouble with those kinds of books to actually put that kind of process into practice. So I want to ask is like, are you planning to have something like that, some kind of framework, some kind of like steps you can take, like really dumb down. So you can't like, you don't have, you don't leave anything to imagination. Are you planning to do any, anything like that in the book? Um, yes. So that's, that's a critical question. And my answer might not be the, the, the one that you are expecting. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I'm making throughout the, the, the book and on each chapter specific questions that are very much directed for you to come up with uh, specific answers that, that, that will connect with the next topics that go in the next chapters, okay? The thing is that if I present a step-by-step -step guide, mm -hmm. that will not reflect your relationship with your own fears and at the same time the relationship from uh, a domain and his own fears so i think that there is no one specific uh, um, process but there is a there is a general framework that i i think it works in every single case Okay, and I, I can tell it to you right now. You find your patterns of fear in every single failure you had in your life. We don't learn from our failures because we focus on trying to understand the mechanics of this failure. What, the, what did you do and why, uh, uh, what you didn't do? What the team did, what the team didn't, right? But the real thing is why you didn't. And in that why, with a, a few questions, you are going to find out what was the fear. Okay. And, and then you, you're going to see, oh my God. So I have the same thing with everything else. 
right? So then you see the fear, you cannot unsee it, and therefore you start transforming it. So there's no much more that you need to do. It's not that you have to face your fear and, uh, uh, I don't know, jump from, I don't know where, or uh, it's not needed. Feel the fear and do it anyway. Sorry? Feel the fear and do it anyway. Exactly. But, but before doing it anyway, you ask yourself, why? So what is the name of that fear? You have to identify it. And it is not only on future-oriented things. So why I, I don't want to do this, but or, or why am I feeling resistance to do this? But why did I fail in the past? How is that pattern contributing for me, failing all the time at different levels, right? You never fail exactly in the same way. The mechanics are different every single time. But the core... In, at the core, you will find that it's the fear that is is uh, uh, is affecting. Uh, and although we might have a thousand fears constructing our personality, I'm completely sure that if you uh, uh, identify three or four, you start a process that is actually automatic uh, that cannot stop. Right. So. The framework is, is, is in the book. The questions that are going to call you to reflect uh, are in the book. And, uh, and I think that there is enough empty space for me. So I'm not telling some things on purpose because I'm trying to call every reader to take the time to reflect. Right? Because I think that that's the, that's the, the difference. All the other books that I also read, uh, the self-help or whatever, they want to be very specific in which kind of things you need to do in order to uh, uh, get this result. But they fail at that, the, at least the majority that, that I've read. And the reason is because they don't give you space to reflect. So then you, you basically start doing something. So this Monday I start, right? And then you start following this stuff and you are not pausing to interpret what is going on. You don't really know why you are doing it. You hope that if you do these steps, you are going to see something that you couldn't see before. But uh, at least in my experience, that's not how it works. It's the other way around, right? Is you have to first think about it. Knowing that your fear is paralyzing you is not enough. Fear basically is kind of an alarm system and it prevents you from change. That's it. So fear itself doesn't have any negative implication, right? The negative implication comes in our head because then we interpret the alarm, right? And the interpretation of this alarm is a... Uh, 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 what creates all the troubles. So that's why we need to go to find out the deepest we know about that fear from where it comes in order to deconstruct it. And uh, uh, then it becomes a domino effect kind of thing. That makes sense. 
I, I think yeah, I think it makes sense. I, I understand some things are just too like the situation are just too different to give a recipe. Um, what I found to be really awesome, I'm not sure if we're going to include that, like are just examples of how somebody applied that and that worked out for them. And you can be very specific, but it's just that specific person. What why that really helps me is like it really helps me go into detail because sometimes you just need to start somewhere like an imperfect way. And then I some books I really love, like one of those, like getting things done. I read it multiple times because the first time around, I just implemented the process, started working, but it wasn't perfect. I did two more times and then I really got all the details. And, and if I just tried to do it straight away, I think I would have completely failed. So yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of my perfect. comment. But I think, I think I like the idea of it because it's very simple and probably doesn't need so much explanation maybe in the end because it's, it's really simple and that's really nice. And actually having the community Right and the, the ability to to interact, that means that at any moment you just reach me out and said, "Hey, look, this is what I did, and nothing is going on. Where am I screwing it up?" And I'm going to be very happy to, to come up with uh, potential answers. Right. Awesome. So, good. Someone else have some other uh, uh, question or suggestion? I have one. Um, how does no fear curve corresponds to wisdom. So if I do what I like to do, but it's some kind of uh, bad for me in the in the long term, how how do uh, how do I check it? If this is stupidity or is this uh, holding me back? Yeah. So the word wisdom is, I think, the ultimate uh, uh, word. Um, we are in a, in this civilization of knowledge, right? Uh, and what what we think is that knowledge is power, and you see that the IT uh, community that I'm identified with is, still persists on big data and uh, this kind of terminology that tries to keep the power of information. I'm not saying that information is not powerful. But what I'm saying is that knowledge and information is not the same than wisdom. Uh, in my opinion, wisdom is very much about knowing what to do when, right? And uh, it's not necessarily to get the better results because as soon as you become uh, wise, you start realizing that positive and negative outcomes are circumstances and inevitable are not part of your power so you don't decide under the condition of if i do something then i expect uh, this result so uh another concept that i got about uh wisdom is uh getting close to truth and truth is defined by some uh, uh cultures as beauty Okay, so uh, truth is not necessarily the same than fact, right? So it is, is it true that this person killed this other person? Okay, there we are talking about facts, right? And we can say, yes, it is true or no, it is it's not true. But when, when talking about truth, not a specific case, if this is true or not, uh, 
then it's very difficult to define, right? What's the truth about humanity, right? What's the truth about nature, whatever. So you, you can go very uh, uh, philosophical, but if you find the, uh, the beauty on the question, so what is the beautiful thing about humanity despite the ups and downs? You are going to come up with some answer, right? And then you can ask yourself, is that answer true? And you're going to find that it is true. And it has to be true, not only at that precise moment, but in a period of time. So then, the, because when, when time passes, you see uh, that negative things of the past become positive things of the present. Therefore, you also know that whatever negative thing that happened already is bound to produce positive outcomes. And the other way around, maybe you got the, the, the lotto, uh, you became rich, and you know how it goes, right? What's the, 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 the common sense? A lot of the people that gets all this amount of money end up worse than how they began. So uh, there's no positive and negative, and uh, uh, there's no there's a lot of things you that are away from your control. So then wisdom becomes being able to navigate in that uh, uncertainty. It is not bound to a specific desired result. It's very bound to your present um, um, feeling. You know, how are you feeling your situation at this moment? I don't know if I confused you more or... Um, no, maybe I will be more concrete. Um, sometimes you do things out of fear uh, of the consequence. So if you get some, if you're asked something to do or something and you fear for your, I don't know, uh, material wealth or something like that can you do it but you did it out of fear and if I had no fear I would say to that person maybe go after yourself or something like that and that maybe would not be wise because I would have some bigger um, that's that's my corresponding when it's, yeah, yeah, when it's wise it. not to not to jump and not to overcome your fear or some, or just understand that it, it, maybe it's not fear maybe it's for for the better if you understand what i mean correct so the the answer my answer would be if at this point you can you can uh, afford to be true to yourself so to be wise and uh say no to those persons right you do it and you will see the freedom and the super green that you're going to get. But you have to know that every decision has a price and there's a price that you will have to pay. So if you lose your job and you can afford it, awesome, then you get another job, right? And the, and the amazing thing is that the next time the pattern is going to be different at least, right? But that doesn't mean necessarily positive. If you keep doing that, you're going to be so free 
that you might not be employable. But is it being employable and sacrificing your freedom worth your life? If the answer might be yes, right? Depends on, on your circumstance. I have a lot of kids or I have a big family and I have to take care of them. I will have to sacrifice my life for them to be all right. Totally okay. That's that's wisdom also, right? But uh, uh, and so that's a crazy thing that being free of your fears has a cost. It is a very big cost because actually you are not conforming to what the rest want you to conform. I think that uh, uh, Bernie wants to say something or Domen. No, I was just scratching my head because my it's hurting from the conversation. <laughs> it's, um, but go, go on, Domen. I think I wanted to add to the previous round uh, between Islam and Jose. It was. Uh, the, it seems like fear is there as a protector as well. Um, it gives us like a child that doesn't is afraid of something like uh, getting burned again because it was burned before. It's afraid to be burnt again, so they don't do a certain thing. So, I guess that's what I wanted to say. Something mm -hmm. in this region of thought. Did you have some question, Domen, for Bernie? What well, I'm interested yeah, it, in. Oh, did you go? No, that that was. So it was not just a thought. It was basically I wanted because I knew Islam wanted to then say something, and I wanted to throw this into the, the, the discussion that you you had with this whole thing of is being fear imagine a state of being totally fear less or fear free as would, would this be ideal especially for this common person average person situation okay so uh, under my understanding mm -hmm. i would say uh that there are different kinds of fear okay so uh, one fear is the instinct of fear so that is trying to preserve your life Basically, you can't avoid it, right? Mm -hmm. But then there are these other fears that are called psychological fears that are man-made, are part of your experience. So those are the ones that you can undo. The, of course, if, if a tractor is falling on you from a high building, mm -hmm. you, you would be really stupid of trying to say, I'm not afraid. Mm -hmm. You can kill me. So that's that's not the thing. So fearlessness is not uh, uh, not being afraid of anything and crossing the street even if the cars are at full speed. Not at all, right? It has, uh, 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 so there are some fears that are there to help us uh, protect our life and our physical integrity. But there are mm -hmm. the majority of the fears of these times Maybe when we were cavemen, it was different. But today, the, the problem is a psychological uh, one. That we start believing that uh, those patterns are useful to us and that there's nothing wrong with them. 
that we should keep them. You can keep them, but you're going to suffer the consequences of that limitation, right? There's no problem. You're going to leave them. And actually, when you build those uh, processes or, 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 or uh, fears, um, you experience other parts of yourself. So you expand your personality, let's say, and that expansion creates other problems. So working with your fears doesn't mean that you are going to live happy ever after, but it means that you're going to experience freedom, more freedom, right? You are going to be able to know more about yourself, let's say. Uh, Jose, remind me adding a thought I just had on this uh, topic. Please go ahead. Yeah, I was just thinking like in terms of, yeah, that kind of, that's fear kind of holds us back from making poor decisions in the end, right? And yes, it does. It also holds us back from making great decisions. And if we had no fear, would we be free to make bad and good decisions? Yeah, for sure. And should we then be fearful just to have some kind of insurance not to make any bad decisions for the price of not making any great decisions, right? I feel like in this case, fear is just some kind of a blocker that prevents us from executing on what we decide to do. And if we made, made a poor decision or a good decision, doesn't necessarily have to do much with fear. And making a good decision is much more than not fearing. Making a decision, it's probably doing research, probably thinking about it, making a good plan, right? Um, so it feels, feels to me like not necessarily. If everybody was 100% rational, had zero fear, maybe it wouldn't be a problem. But nobody's 100% rational. And probably even by knowing everything about fear, you probably can't be without fear anyway. So the, the uh, difference, yeah. the, the huge difference is the level of consciousness that you have when you engage with the decision. So when you are more free, you have more perspectives to evaluate your decision. Right? When you are fearful, your fear is the one setting the boundaries of what you can see. Right. And that's why they are saying. Uh, you need multiple perspectives in order to make a good decision. But how are you going to make a better decision if your mindset is the same than always? And that's why we get into this cycle, right, of repeating the same mistake constantly. So the process of fearlessness or removing or deconstructing your fears is basically a process that gives you the opportunity of watching the uh, uh, situation from a different perspective or multiple perspectives to make better decisions. But remember, good decisions and bad decisions are going to bring you or good uh, outcomes or bad outcomes in, in any order. And as I said before, you can get a good decision that gives you a good outcome that destroys the future of your life. Uh, uh, because you are completely out of control, basically. Everybody is out of control, right? And the difference then is that the person that is trying to control the situation is fearful. And if you think about how you imagine a fearful person, you will see a lot of tension, you will see a lot of uh, 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 anxiety, uh, right? So, okay, do you want to live your life anxious? Or do you want to live your life with less anxiety, right? So 
uh, uh, when Islam was talking about wisdom, this is so important, right? Because obviously a wise person, right, is 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 that person that is is uh, understood how to live a life without too much uh, uh, tension. You know, I invite you to come to Murska Sobota, and we go to some of the farms here around, and you will see the farmers. They have the great BMV car. <laughs> it doesn't matter. And they live easy lives. I mean, it looks easy at least. They are relaxed. They don't do not understand the anxieties that the rest of us are living. You know, totally fine. They decided to be like that. Right? So uh, I think that if we mix a bit of all this uh, 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 we 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 can come up with a, a a middle point where you can enjoy uh, the results of your work so that you get a good salary and you buy comfort, you know. But at the same time, you understand that the purpose of your life is not working, uh, uh, but living a better life uh, uh, through your work, through your hobbies, etc. It doesn't matter how, but it's the level of consciousness. How conscious are you? of the decisions that you're making. So it's not rationality. Rationality is always limited, right? In the book, there's a story about this Andean woman, 5,000 meters uh, in, the, in the Peruvian Andes, that identified me as a person from the city. And she said to me, oh, yeah, you are from the city, right? And I said, yeah. Uh, why? You're the kind of persons that are telling us ignorant. And it's true. The people from the city think of the people from the Andes as ignorant people. And she said, don't you see that the ignorance are you? And I said, how come? And she said, because you think you know. She changed my life with this stuff. Because true. I was so sure of my assessment about people that I couldn't see my own ignorance. And what she said is, I'm not educated. I, I was not in school. That's true. But I know what I don't know. I'm not trying to convince anybody that I know more. Right? But the city people, at least from my city, we are like that. So that's incredible, right? So because even the idea of rationality as a way uh, uh, towards success is, is really a bad strategy. It's completely incomplete. Okie dokie. So I don't know if someone else has some few... Uh, uh, a comments or or a question last question otherwise we close the call of today i know you asked how like about the comments on the title and i just wanted to say i i like the title i think it's good like at least to me uh my vote would be to keep it super thank you bernie did i screw up your 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 head no, I just it was quite hard moving from walking down the road 
eating empanadas, shouting with two children to come into this conversation. But it, I'm, I'm glad I came. Um, and uh, the the fear thing is very interesting at the moment because there's there's been a, a lot of a lot of changes. They've removed country and stuff. And then I don't want to, it's, it's too late to start a conversation now, and I'm sure we'll all meet again. But I'm forever fascinated with the uh, the idea of resistance. So there's the fear of you know I don't want to do something because I'm scared what will happen. And then you know, in our case is the resistance to making a podcast and the resistance to blogging and the resistance to doing things that would further your you know career or visibility I don't like the word visibility but like oh dude you know I, I, I was talking with a friend this morning um Sangeeta we both blog and podcast and we we live for it but then we're like Oh, I'm creatively blocked. Oh, I've got writer's block. Isn't they have? I just like get on with it, you know. And and that kind of fear, as well as the that that deeper fear that we were talking about in the last few minutes, versus you know the, the fear of the fear of getting on a, a roller coaster at Disney is really easy for me, even though I'm absolutely petrified. I'm more worried about vomiting on the people behind me than the actual you know anything crashing. But uh, I know it's it, it, it's very interesting. But thank you very much, Jose. For, I think it's a, it's, a, it's a great little idea to get people together to talk about the book. I really appreciate when uh, authors do things like this. Thank you so much, Bernie. So much we'll uh, to everybody. I'm going to be sending you an email and the other persons that pre-order the book that will make it today uh, with the introduction and the first chapter for you to give a check. Um, please feel free to contact me directly and tell me what you think. If you would like something different, you can, you can do it. Um, and if you want to start a conversation, just ping me, I'm available. Uh, so that we can go into more specifics. Okay. Um, thank you again for the pre-order. This really means a lot to me. And uh, I hope to be in touch with you pretty soon. Uh, now you have my contact information, so please don't be shy. And uh, if you think that someone else would benefit from these kind of uh, uh, calls and from the book, uh, feel free to share uh, information uh, with them. That would also support me a lot. So that's it from today, for today. And I wish you a really good evening. See you guys. Bye. Take care. Ciao, ciao. Bye. I will stop now. Are you staying there, uh, Domen? Me. Hello. Hi. Who's, Hi. who's up there? Hello. Hello, baby. So, was it too complicated? Of course. It's you. <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, it's as as Bernie said. It's it's yeah, especially coming after empanadas. It's it's quite a quite a show. But, yeah, uh, yeah, I think. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But, that's but it okay. gives you enough enough to think about stuff. So that's uh, that's also yeah, well, good. At least everybody knows that the, the book has some complex uh, information and. Uh, the part of examples of others uh, going through 
fear that could be very beneficial i agree so i think that i have some examples there but i i, I might put some some more very good you're worthless yeah. <laughs> wordless wordless not worthless, worthless. What are you talking? <laughs> I think it was good, but if you're going to do this, I don't know if you're going to do something like this more often or it was just like a one-time production. If it was a one-time production, then it doesn't really matter. If this is like a semi-tour of the book, then you should uh, do more slides, like more micro. So you have to move the slides more often, otherwise people fall asleep. That's that's what some of the things we had with Sahel Bloom, for example. Like he had 120 slides in two hours. Yeah, so it's oh slide, 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 right? Or 60 slides, so one per minute or one every two minutes. Uh, so people, you know, it's something visual that changes the attention. It's very hard to be focused for, to on one person. Uh, the questions were great in the middle to break it up, but you need more of that. So there needs to be, we call these uh, like, pattern breaks or uh, uh, something like that. So they, 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 they're they woken up. So if this was like 100 people, you would do like breakout rooms or yeah, 50 yeah. people or 20 people breakout rooms. Here you just do yourself, ask a question or do an exercise or something. Or hey, go into, I would add some stories from the book inside. I would actually just include some of the book itself within the, you know, the, the whole you know, a slide would be a book screenshot or something with a story with a picture of this person and, and go into a story. But like I like I say said, if this was a one-time production, then it's okay. But if this is going to be a, like a tour thing, or you can even, you know, this can turn into a live course kind of a thing uh, as per Sahel Bloom or any of these, uh, you know, cohort-based courses, uh, then it needs to be obviously polished and and those kinds of things uh like live courses what's really important is the not the monologues or the, the what you say it's more that what they do is the exercises the so it's putting the, the the ball onto them otherwise it's uh it's a it's not a live course and it, it not a live course it's a presentation it's a it's yeah, a, like so a that lecture was basically my it's intention to make a presentation for them maybe get some feedback yeah. uh, uh, and actually to keep them engaged because uh, the book is still not in their hands. So uh, mm -hmm. I wanted this to be kind of a, a, a get, let's get in touch and let's start getting to know each other, right? So who, who, who we are. No, yeah, yeah, no doubt. It's great as what it was, was great. But I think I, this is more of like my thought process, my idea, which I already tried to push you into like a year ago when I first started doing these live courses. Uh, is that you should be running a live course alongside the book, uh, either oh, to yeah. new customers or the same. So this should be like a community book live course. So this could be one thing where you, sh you know, you basically, you know, you have three entry points. You sell a book, then you sell uh, a higher up pro uh, product is the, the live course, right? It's, it's a more expensive thing. So book is $20, this is $200 or something, you know, it, it's, it's a, it's for you to uh, expand your, your your it's like a you know productizing yourself so you have yeah, like definitely of definitely that's that's in the pipeline uh, uh, but first we have to finish the book i didn't want to have it in parallel it's first we have the book we have something that you can buy 
before yeah. then we have the training course it can be even a one on one because i saw the eyes yeah, that's the another people. thing that's another product you have yeah it's a one on one so, yeah excellent oh, i don't know uh 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 if you have something to say we're interrupting your walk no, I'm just enjoying listening in, in on the on the discussion. So, no interruptions hey, where, here. <laughs> where, are, where are you, Rene? Where is uh, this building? Going, going straight ah, to yeah, yeah. Lonitark. Nice. Super. So, in um, your opinion, Rene, anything to add? No, not really. I just uh, the, Andras was the, the other guy, right? Yeah. Um, when he mentioned some kind of uh, examples, I think it's now you have what four to five people that might be the, the first ones to go through through the book and start applying those things. So then it's one more level of, of stuff you can put on on the courses. So you have actual case studies, yeah. which again are not don't fit to anybody, but there's a kind of like backstage look into how everybody approached it and and. Maybe you can get some some more stuff out out of it. So that's good. You know what can this be? The fear and fail events. So mm -hmm. the, the the speakers can be those cases <laughs> yes. because they are going to be sharing their freaking story in fifteen minutes, and that can be part of the uh, the, yeah. the cases, right? Yeah. yeah. So I think this whole thing is like all interconnected if you can pull this out this whole thing is one kind of one thing this yeah. whole fear enough is basically this whole thing of of the point if you remove all the products is a transformational journey through fear into uh, this from here to here where you've gone through uh, this transformational journey through all these services or products and at the end of it you are uh, you have advanced meaningfully in your life uh, to another stage, either in business or in your career or arts or life or friendships, or whichever of six, seven areas of life. Shit, that Mostly, sounds of so course, beautiful. It's the, the creative process. Hmm. Excellent. Yeah. Super. Hey, thank you guys. Thank you for your feedback and for your constant support. Uh, okay, okay. So then I leave you free. Enjoy the rest of your evening. And we hear each other like always, anytime. Yes. Hugs. Ciao, Love you. Bye. Bye. Take care. Ciao. Ciao.